0: Hello, and welcome to the Dance Physio Podcast, a podcast designed to explore ideas and foster discussion around dancer health and wellness. We're here to challenge the status quo, bridge the gap between dance science and the studio, and help change the landscape of the dance industry for the better. I'm your host, Erica Mayall, a dancer turned physiotherapist who is deeply passionate about leaving the dance world better than I found it. I'm so glad you're here. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Dance Physio Podcast. Today, we are going to be talking all about the dance warm-up. And it'll be a bit of a shorter episode, and that's a little bit on purpose because this is such an important topic. I didn't want to mix it with another episode and have the information kind of get lost. So, short, sharp, hopefully... Really, really practical and usable for you. So warm-ups in dance have been a topic of conversation for, like, probably forever. But certainly back when I was dancing, I very much remember our teacher sort of being like, okay, guys, get yourself warm. And we would, you know, inevitably put our leg up on the bar or sit and straddle and then just like chat with our friends. And we always, always got in trouble for it. And our teachers would always be like, hey, guys, are you warming up your mouths or your bodies? Or, you know, there was comments like that constantly. That was probably the one we heard the most. We were maybe a chatty group of dancers. Um, But there wasn't a lot of instruction beyond maybe trying to get us to talk less and move more. We certainly, or at least I certainly, and I think I can probably speak for all of my friends that I grew up dancing with, we did not necessarily know what it was we were supposed to be doing and, you know, sort of thought that sticking our leg up on the bar or sitting in the splits or whatever it was that we were doing was what we were supposed to be doing. We just thought our teachers wanted us to talk less. Um, And really... I'm not sure that teachers, even at that time, so we're talking, you know, maybe 20, 30 years ago, that they really had an idea of what it was exactly that they wanted their dancers to be accomplishing. They just probably wanted us to be less chatty and be focused more on what it was that we were doing. And I think there's been change within the dance world over the last, you know, certainly the last, like, five or ten years, but even, like, the last 20, 30 years, where we now know that... You know, that kind of just passive stretching or sticking our leg up on the bar and hanging out is not an adequate warm-up. And anytime I go and do, like, workshops or, like, talks or things like that with students and we are doing anything on the topic of, like, warming up or injury prevention or anything – they know that that is not an adequate warm-up. Whereas I think in my generation, like, we we just truly had no idea that that was not what a warm-up was meant to look like. They know that a warm-up needs to be sort of, like, more active. But when we actually kind of start to, like, dive into it or start to ask more questions about, okay, so what types of things should we be including in the warm-up? Or, you know, like, what should our warm-up actually look like? That's where they get a little bit lost. Like, they're like, well, jumping jacks. And that's kind of, like beyond that they're like I'm not really sure exactly what it should look like. So we really want dancers to understand sort of the components of a warm up and what it is we want to be accomplishing with a warm up. So just to back up a tiny bit before I get into like how we actually structure our warm up, I think everybody is well aware at this point the importance of a warm up, but just to really really like reiterate and hone in on why a warm up is so important, it's really critical that we're making sure we prepare our body adequately for the activity we're about to participate in. And so this, you know, helps to reduce injuries. It's sort of like an injury prevention, um, Sort of principle. But there's also other reasons that we want to think about incorporating a warm up. And a lot of it really has to do with just getting the body and the mind prepared for what it is we're about to do. So the warm ups are really important transition into like a class setting or into class to be like, okay, this is now what we're focusing on. This is now what we're doing or what we're going to be accomplishing. So I can understand why our teachers didn't want us just, like, chatting about our school day or whatever it was that we were, like, giggling about or whatever. I think they wanted us to be more focused on what it was we were about to be doing in class, but that wasn't necessarily communicated to us. And, you know, mostly we were just like, well, this is our time to catch up with friends, like, before class starts or whatever. But the warm-up serves really important purposes in terms of just, like, that transition into a class setting. I often get a lot of questions from teachers, but even sometimes from dancers, but a lot from teachers of like, when or not when, because I think people understand that the warm up happens like at the beginning of class or before class starts. But more, I guess, who is responsible for the warm up? Or how do we incorporate it most practically into class? And I think this very, very, very much depends on like, who you're working with in terms of what types of dancers you're working with. So if we think about a professional dancer in a company, it is 100% expected that they are responsible for their own warm-up. And most of them will arrive at the studio or at the theater or whatever it is, anywhere between, you know, probably like 45 minutes and an hour and a half before their first class or their first call time, so that they have a chance to go through the routine that they know that works for their body. So in those settings, I don't think that it should be up to the, like, teacher or rehearsal director or whoever it is to really be um, warming the group up as a group. I think there is an expectation that the dancers come in and they're warm and they're prepared and ready to dance. If you are working with younger dancers more in um, like a competitive dance studio setting or a pre professional company vocational setting, think there's more expectation that it is the teacher's job to incorporate that warm up. And I don't think that's an unreasonable expectation unless you have very expressly told dancers that it is their responsibility. And once we have dancers who are in like kind of teenage years, so I would say maybe like 13, 14 and up, I think it is absolutely reasonable to Have that dancer be responsible for their own warm up. But we need to give them the tools so that they know how they can design and develop an effective warm up for themselves. So we can't just say, okay, make sure you guys are warm and we're like going straight into the choreography when class starts. We need to make sure that they have the tools available. And this becomes important too if you have dancers who are participating in opportunities where maybe you are not there. And so this often comes up with like dancers if they're going to. like a convention weekend but maybe the whole studio is not going and so there might not be teacher support there or even competitions like sometimes if it's solo competitions a dancer might be there on their own without a teacher or there might be teachers there but they're busy with younger dancers or things like that so we need to make sure that our dancers have the skill to be able to like kind of design and develop their own warm-up. And I just think it comes down to communication of, like, are you expecting your dancer to show up to class already warm and ready to dive straight into things, or will the first part of class be used for the warm-up? And certainly for younger children, like, it really is truly the teacher's responsibility. Like, I don't think that we can expect, like, eight-, nine-, ten-year-olds to be able to do an effective warm-up unless it's something that you want to choreograph for them and this is absolutely a strategy that a lot of teachers use that teachers might design a warm-up at the beginning of a season or some teachers like switch it up once a month or things like that like you can honestly do whatever you want with it but you could design and choreograph a warm-up routine that uses all the like you know sort of proper principles of a warm-up that I'm going to get into in a minute and teach that to your dancers And have it set to music even. And then if you have those younger dancers, it would just be a matter of like sticking that song on and they go through that warm-up routine on their own. So depending on the maturity level of your dancers and stuff, that may be possible. But you would still be the one designing the warm-up like at least at one point in the year and then teaching it to them. I would not expect dancers that age to be able to come up with a warm-up on their own. And so when we're looking or thinking about warm-ups, especially from a teacher perspective, it is totally fine to use the same warm-up all the time. And like I said, I know teachers who choreograph one warm-up for the whole year and they use it. And, you know, are your dancers going to get pretty tired of it? Probably. So maybe it's not the best strategy to be using it for an entire year, but it serves a purpose. And if it, you know, is doing its job and getting those dancers adequately warm for what it is they're about to do, maybe you don't need to change it. Like I said, I know teachers who choreograph something like once a month and they switch it up and it's a choreographed warm-up and the dancers know exactly what to expect. And then I know a ton of teachers who just lead the warm-up in class. So they put on whatever music they want and it's going to be similar but slightly different any given day of the week. And oftentimes they're just throwing in what they feel like doing that day. And that is 100% fine as well as long as we are... Hitting all of the major categories of a warm up. So there's no right or wrong way to do it as long as we know that our dancers are warming up. Most of our dancers know that they should be warming up before they're dancing. It's a question I ask in workshops. And almost always, if I say, you know, how often should you warm up or when should you be warming up, they'll all say, like, before we dance, which is great because I'm not sure that we really knew that when I was dancing. But where I think we sometimes run into problems is. When dancers have breaks throughout the day, they do not necessarily warm up again. And so, and even teachers, if you have dancers who are at your studio for, say, like four hours in an evening, if you're the last, like the teacher teaching their last class of the night, you may not do the same warm-up as if it was like their first class of the night, which if they're coming from back-to-back classes is probably fine, but if you have even a few dancers in that class who maybe weren't in the classes previously or those dancers have had a break before that class, then we need to make sure that those dancers are also warm. We can't just assume that everybody's coming into class warm. So, When we're thinking about, okay, like, when do we need to warm up again? And this question often comes up in relation to, like, competitions where it's like, okay, maybe I have, like, four dances on the same day at a competition and there's breaks in between them. Like, you know, when when do I do my warm-ups? Well, if you have any break that is longer than about 20 to 30 minutes, you probably need to do some amount of warming up again. If the break's only 20 to 30 minutes, you might get away with doing a shorter warm-up because your body's still going to be a little bit warm from previous sessions. But if you've had a four-hour break between dances at a competition and you've gone out and gotten food and, you know, who knows what you've done you're going to need to do like a proper warm up again. So I always tell dancers, we need to make sure we are warming up each and every time we dance, not just like once a day, which is often kind of what dancers end up sort of doing in through there. Um, And along that same line, we need to make sure that dancers are also warming up if they're practicing on their own or especially practicing at home. And this is one where when we talk about this in workshops, dancers will often be like, oh yeah, like I don't actually do a proper warm-up or a full warm-up when I'm, like, practicing at home or running through things in the studio by themselves or things like that. So it's not just structured class settings where we need to make sure that dancers are warming up adequately. We also need to make sure that they are doing it if they are, like, yeah, running things at home or doing any sort of home practice. A warm-up needs to be included in that as well. So what does an actual warm-up look like, or what does an effective dance warm-up look like? Well, I am a fan of acronyms because it makes things easy to remember, and there is one that is used really commonly within the sporting world that is really easy to translate into dance, and it is the RAMP protocol, so R-A-M-P. And In the RAMP protocol, we don't have to follow these in exactly the same order as, like, the acronym, and I'm going to, like, talk you through what each of those letters stands for in a second, but it is easy to remember and, like, to kind of walk things through in that it's very easy to switch the M and the A, and you'll see what I mean in a second when we're talking about it, and there's also things you can incorporate in your warm-up that might combine some of the letters, like, sort of together. So don't feel like you have to be like, okay, we're going to do five minutes of R and then five Minutes of A, and it doesn't have to be that rigid, but you want to make sure you're hitting all of these points. So, that ramp protocol stands for the R stands for raise, the A stands for activate, the M stands for mobilize, and the P stands for potentiate, which is a word that's maybe used a little bit more commonly in sports and especially sports that have kind of more like explosive elements and things like that. But really, I often change that word to practice because that's easier to remember in a dance setting and it resonates with dancers and especially younger dancers a lot more. So I often think of the P as practice, but in the official RAMP protocol, um, it actually is potentiate. So what does each of those look like? So raise is raising our heart rate. So this is the cardiovascular component of our warmup. And this is the part of warmups that I feel like a lot of people do know and appreciate and understand that need to be incorporated now like when we ask dancers okay what should a warm-up look like they know that it shouldn't just be sitting in the straddle and they are kind of like oh yeah like jumping jacks or things like that and that's that cardiovascular component or raising heart rate we're looking to raise our heart rate raise our body temperature those types of things and the movements or activities that you do can honestly be anything you can jog on the spot, you can jog circles around the studio, you could do jumping jacks, you can do, um, you know, like sort of like line drills, like you'll see in like athletics where you're doing kind of like, you know, weaving in and out of cones or ladder drills or karaoke or butt kicks or high knees or... Honestly, the options are endless, but you want to be doing things that are cardiovascular-based that are going to help raise that dancer's heart rate. If you happen to be in a facility where you have, like, stationary bikes or things like that, like, you can absolutely use those types of things as well. Most dance studio settings don't have that kind of equipment available to them. So we're looking at more things that are kind of maybe on the spot or around a studio setting for that raising our heart rate um, part of the warm-up. Our A stands for activate, and so we want to activate all of the muscles that we're going to be using in the dance session that we're going to be, like, participating in. And so activating is really thinking about, like, switching those muscles on, or I, I like to think of it almost more as, like, a strength component to things. So we want to make sure that we're doing some amount of activation of all of our major muscle groups. And so for dance, that's especially going to be like lower extremity stuff. So we want to make sure that we're, you know, getting our calves firing, getting hamstrings and quads firing, glutes, core, all of those types of areas of the body. And these can look like a huge variety of exercises. I'm often a big fan of using like whole body type things because it's just a little bit more efficient. And so I'll use things like walking lunges or, um, like inchworms across the floor if you know what those are you kind of start in like downward dog position and then walk your hands out into a plank position and then walk your feet back into downward dog and kind of like inch your way across the floor that way it can be more single joint or like kind of more isolated things so we could just do like static like squats on the spot or static lunges or or um, calf raises like honestly it can be anything we just want to make sure that we are activating the muscles that we're going to be using during those sessions the key areas you want to make sure we're not missing I would say for dancers are definitely like kind of like foot and calf like lower leg areas and then everything around like the hip and the pelvic girdle and the core and so especially if we're participating in styles of dance that involve a lot of turnout we want to make sure we're doing some amount of activation for like our hip stabilizer and our hip rotators. So those could be like clamshells, they could be fire hydrants, they could be crab walks, they can be kind of anything along those lines. Our M stands for mobilize. And so this is like thinking about kind of mobilizing our joints, or I often like to think about it more as just like our dynamic stretching. And that's why sometimes people will flip the M and the A in this acronym. If they're doing it, they'll do their cardiovascular part. And then they might move into more dynamic stretching or more mobilizing to like to kind of as the next phase before they get into that activate phase. There's no right or wrong way. And you can also mix and match those two. It doesn't have to be like, do one category, finish that, and then move on to the next. A lot of this stuff kind of overlaps itself. But if we think about mobilizing certain joints or certain muscle groups, like think about the ones we use really commonly in dance. So say like our hamstrings, we might want to do kind of ice cream scoops going across the floor and then maybe coming back the other direction, we're doing some sort of like a hip. Flexor walking lunge stretch, or we're doing, um, you know, kind of figure eight hip swings to mobilize like the hip joint, ankle circles. It can honestly be anything under the sun as long as we are dynamically moving through the joint ranges of motion that we want to be using. The area that I think sometimes gets I don't know if it's forgotten or people just like struggle to come up with ideas is making sure that we're mobilizing our spine as part of our warm up, And it can be super simple. It can just be like roll downs, like standing roll down where you tuck your chin down, segmentally roll one vertebrae at a time going down and then coming back up. And you could incorporate that into kind of, you know, a little bit more of a sequence where you like roll down and then like walk yourself out into downward dog and do a couple of like, um kind of heel presses, walking side to side and downward dog, walk your arms out into a plank position, hold the plank for a few seconds, walk back into downward dog, do a few more heel walks back and forth, walk your hands back in, and then roll all the way up through your spine. So you can see how there's like a mobilized component in the spine and through there, and then we're getting a little bit of a mobilized component for the kind of like ankles and calves doing some walking in a downward dog position but then walking out into the plank we're going to activate the core and the arms and the shoulder girdle and all sorts of other areas so you can incorporate a mix and match from mobilize and activate but we just want to make sure that we're moving through all of those positions and really waking up all those muscles connecting those neuromuscular pathways and patterning and getting the brain ready for what we're doing and all of those things that we're trying to accomplish with our warm-up. And then our last letter, our P, so practice, this is really practicing skills that we need to be able to use for whatever it is we're doing. I often incorporate balance stuff or proprioception. Some people even call the P proprioception. I like practice better because I think it incorporates a little bit more things. But that proprioception piece of things is making sure that we like kind of know where our body is in space that day. Where is our center of gravity? Can we find our center over our supporting leg? I'll often incorporate some kind of turn preparation or single leg balance and closing our eyes and really feeling our center and then really getting into actually practicing a few turns or practicing certain Jumps, or if there's like uh, a skill, or maybe even like a trick or a lift or something coming up in a dance that you're going to work on, this would be your time to like practice it before you go on stage. So, say you have like, I don't know, like a lift in a dance, and you're like, okay, I've done like the whole rest of the warm up. Now I'm going to practice these three key skills that I know I want to like run through at least a couple of times before I go out on stage. So, this P is really kind of pulling everything together and practicing anything. If there are any kind of passive stretches that you want to do. Like a lot of dancers will feel like, okay, I can't go on stage until I've done like my splits on both legs because I know that that helps me to get my leg like a bit higher in a grand jeté or whatever it is that they're trying to accomplish when they're on stage. This would also be your time where you could throw those in just like sort of short duration practicing those moves on whatever side it is you need to do because we don't want to incorporate a lot of passive stretching into our warm-up up. And I talked a little bit about that in some of the flexibility podcasts about why that is, but we don't want to be incorporating a lot of passive stretching. But if we, if there are certain passive stretches or positions, and oftentimes for dancers, it is the splits, this would be the time to do it at the end, once you've done all of the other parts of the warm up, and then you're going to practice a few key skills before you go on stage. So that little acronym is just an easy way to make sure that we're really incorporating everything we need to into a warm up and making it a little bit easier for dancers and teachers to structure their warm up and not have to be like wait a second, have I incorporated everything? What have I missed? If you run through that protocol and think okay, we've raised our heart rate, we've mobilized our joints and muscles, we've activated the muscles we're going to be using and then we've practiced a few key skills, you should be in a really good position to have done, like, a really adequate warm-up Then going into the next part of class. I'll just finish off talking about kind of duration because it's a question I always get asked, and then I did say this was going to be a shorter episode, so I will wrap it up there. Um, In terms of duration of a warm-up, it's really going to vary a little bit on who your dancers are, what level they're dancing at, how old your dancers are, and like what else it is they're doing that day Um, in terms of like is it their first warm-up of the day or is it their fourth warm-up of the day and like all of those factors play into it. So very, very, very general rules of thumb. The warm up should be, I would say, a minimum of about ten to fifteen minutes if we're just doing this in a class setting. So it's like, okay, you're coming in, we're doing a group warm up, and then we're going to move on to other things in class. Ten to fifteen minutes of the beginning of class should really be this warm up, moving in to then more specific dance skills, and that can then transition into the rest of your class. So even that practice part of the warm up can actually then be the transition into, okay, maybe we're doing some stuff across the floor or that type of thing. So I would say that's often the minimum. If we have a dancer who is doing a warm-up to immediately then go on stage, our warm ups likely going to be longer than that because we all of a sudden need them to be able to perform at 110%. We're not warming them up to then go into class where like the class might have gradual progressions in terms of complexity as well. We're literally expecting them to warm up and then be at 110%. So that warm-up is often going to be longer. So if we're at like a competition or something like that, and this is when it becomes pretty individual or a little bit variable. Some dancers find that they need like 20 to 30 minutes to warm up. Some dancers feel like they need a full hour to run through all the things it is that they want to cover in their warm-up. And I often feel like The higher level dancers are. So, when we look at dancers in like professional companies and professional full time dancers, they often need much longer warm ups. They know their body so well that there's like very specific things they need to do in order to prep their body to be able to perform at its highest level. So, I will say that the more experienced a dancer is, the longer the warm up often becomes. So, minimum kind of 10 to 15 ish minutes, and then probably anywhere up to like an hour, depending on. On that individual dancer. So I realize it's not a super black and white answer, but as always, there's nuance in it and it really depends on the dancers that you're working with. So I'm going to wrap it up there. I did say it would be a short episode, but it wasn't as short as I thought it might be. But I hope that is helpful for you in terms of thinking about your own dancers and how it is that you're structuring warm-ups and even things around who is responsible for the warm-up, who's responsible for like teaching it or leading it and all of those things. So like I said, making sure that we're warming up every single time we're dancing really goes a super long way in terms of injury prevention. So Hopefully that's given you some food for thought. You can go and kind of evaluate your own warm-up practices. Make sure you're covering all of your bases with your warm-up. As always, if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, anything like that, please feel free to reach out to me. You can reach me on any social media at Dance Physio Erica, or you can send me an email, and my email is in the show notes. Thank you so much for being here. I hope you have a fabulous rest of your day.